Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to the land of milk and honey? Uh, milk and... Or, or milk and just cereal. Milk and cereal, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a long-term phrase that <laughs> incorporates breakfast cereals, but uh, we're off to the land of General Mills. Or is it General Mills? I think... Yes, it is General Mills. It is General Mills, yeah. We're off to the land of General Mills, the exciting land of General Mills, and specifically the land of colorful children's cereals. Um, we In the game Monster Crunch, uh, Monster Crunch is a, a game that incorporates the intellectual property of General Mills, and they are cereals uh, that you may have heard of, Booberry, Count Chocula, uh, the mummy one. <laughs> <laughs> the mummy one, yep. <laughs> Fruity, mom, fruity, yummy, mummy. Some of these I never even heard of, honestly. I didn't even realize. I feel like they're made up just for the game, but I'm sure they're real. Um, Frankenberry. Uh, or, yeah, it's Frankenberry and uh, what's the wolf one? The wolf one Fruit is... Brute. Fruit Brute. right. Man, they were making really... They were working really hard on some of these names. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is a lighthearted, fun little game. It is uh, plays two to five players. It's a short 20-minute playtime. Age is nine plus, so... Probably, you know, a little wiggle room around there. It's a very simple, straightforward game, but it's it's pretty interesting. Um, a little quirky little little thing. And weighted at 1.18. Uh, designed by Forrest Pruzon Creative. Uh, ooh, a consortium. And Prospero Hall. Uh, artist Andrew Kolb. And published by Big G Creative. And, um, yeah, this is uh, a colorful, fun, weird little game that looks like you'd get it in, like, a gift shop at the General Mills factory tour. But, um, <laughs> nope, they sell this game. And so, is it good? Is it bad? Is it a IP grab? Or is it actually a, a game you could play and have fun with? Let's find out. Let's talk about how we play it and get our thoughts. Uh, before I do that, as, as you mentioned before we started recording, there are actually three different games that might go by the name uh, Monster Crunch. Yeah. This yes, is, yeah. The, the full title of this game is Monster Crunch, the Breakfast Battle Game. Uh, the other ones are just called Monster Crunch. One of them from 2004 is about uh, apparently monsters getting teeth to eat stuff. Uh, and the other Monster Crunch, <laughs> which I, I've actually seen commercials for uh, in 1987. I think I, I knew it as Monster Mash. Uh, is It had a thing where it would like turn tiles to make a different type of monster creature. And then you had to slap it with suction hmm. cups to get the right one. I'm having such uh, nostalgia flashbacks for this. I've never played it. I just remember seeing commercials for it and going, that would be cool to play. Um, And it would totally be cool to play. Anyway, uh, back to Monster Crunch, the breakfast battle game. Uh, This is a meld-making game. Uh, Each player has their own deck of cards, uh, their own little cereal bowl to play cards onto, uh, and there are two special powers, uh, and then there's a bunch of little milk tokens. Uh, Everyone will start with one of those, and the rest are kind of put in a pile in the center of the table. Uh, The decks of cards that everyone has are unique to themselves in in that they are colored like yours, but all of the actual uh, values of them and and amounts are exactly the same for everybody. Uh, There are 36 cards. They are numbered 1 through 12, uh, and there are three of every card. So there's three ones, three twos, and so on and so forth. Um, to, to play the game, it is going to be three hands, and each hand will last usually multiple rounds. Uh, and after those three hands, whoever has been able to eat the most cereal thematically, or essentially who has ever been able to play the most cards 
onto their onto their cereal bowl uh, will win the game. Uh, t- to set up, basically, you're going to sh- shuffle. Everyone shuffles their own deck, uh, and then they will draw 12. Uh, everyone always starts with 12 cards in their hand, although some player powers might adjust that. Uh, and then starting with the person who last ate a bowl of cereal, uh, they will go first. Uh, when playing, basically, you usually will be playing one card at a time, uh, and you can play anything you want, but anytime you play, someone else plays a card, and you will go round and round, so one player will play, then the next player in, in circulation. Uh, they must play something that is either of equal or greater value than the previous person played. So if someone starts with a two, then the next player can place a two or something higher. Uh, if someone plays a, an 11, then you can only play an 11 or a 12. Uh, if someone plays a 12, then all you can play is a 12, unless you want to make a meld or a combination, however you want to call it. Uh, that is what the milk tokens are for. Uh, the milk tokens allow you to play more than one card, uh, and you can always play <clears throat> enough cards as you have a milk token. So if you had two milk tokens, you can play two additional cards uh, because you're always allowed to play at least one. So you just, however many milk tokens, it's that plus one. Uh, you can play combinations, but only in two fashions. Either it's going to be a run, so three, four, five, uh, or they all have to be the same number, so five, five, five. Uh, when you play a combination, you will add the total value of all the cards you just played, uh, and that will be the number that you essentially call out and that someone else has to either meet or beat. So if, say, for example, in that previous example where I said someone played a 12, uh, you'd have to play a 12, or you'd have to make a combination that would be bigger than 12. So that example, 3, 4, 5. 3 plus 4 is 7. 7 plus 5 is 12. Hey, it, it even meets 12. So you could play that if you wanted to, but you would have to play two milk tokens in order to do so. Uh, this keeps going around until... N- Either each person on their turn goes, ooh, I I can't play anything, or I don't want to play anything. Uh, If that happens, that player then either uh, basically has one choice, and that is to pass. When you pass, you will just place the cards in your hand face down for now. That just ends the round for you. Uh, And then you will draw one milk token. So that is how you gain milk tokens. Uh, If it ever comes to it that only one person is left, one person hasn't passed, They don't get to play anything. They're done. They don't even get to pass. They don't get a milk token. They just get the benefit of starting the next round. Uh, And then this will continue starting with any any, uh, cards played onto their bowls. Uh, uh, The the rule book indicates it goes into a scoring pile. I just tend to put them underneath uh, the bowl so that it keeps them separated and no one gets confused uh, but it makes it pretty easy uh, starting and then starting with that person it continues to cycle over and over again uh, until one person plays all the cards from their hand uh, in which case that ends the round and ends the hand uh, and then we will start a new hand by drawing 12 more cards from the original deck of 36 cards that you had uh, and this will do three times to make three hands And whoever has the most cards played underneath their bowl uh, will win the game. Now, I did mention that every person has two power cards. They're a little, they're not really cards, they're really thick, like cardboard things that you have that indicate your two special powers. Every person has their own individual special powers. They are one time use, and by one time I mean once per game, and then it's gone from the game. Uh, everyone has their own special ones, and they can be used anytime during your turn that the 
card indicates. Most of them usually will indicate either use before playing or use after playing. So for example, Count Chocula has two powers. One of them says use before playing, place one card from your scoring pile back into the box, then take one milk token. And he also has another one saying use after playing until the next round players must play equal or lower than the previous player. Uh, and these powers will last until the end of the round, usually, uh, if it's something where it, it sticks. Uh, but that is pretty much it. You have one use of each of those powers. Uh, you don't have to use your powers if you don't want to, but they tend to help, or at the very least, confuse other people on what strategies <laughs> they want to take. Uh, but other than that, that is the entire game. Yeah, there you go. That is Monster Crunch. Um, yeah, this game is pretty, like, at its core, it's pretty straightforward, um, heightening with, you know, with num numerical value. But I really love the, where it kind of shines is the fact that it, you can combine these. The milk isn't just a plus or minus one variable. It's, like, allows you to combine these cards to make, to really suddenly jump up in the, the numerical value that people have to beat um, or match. And so I... It's simple, but I, I have to say the way with the abilities that they added in the carrot for the characters, and then the way milk tokens work, really make it a, a pretty solid little game. I have to say, I'm very impressed. Yeah, General Mills, <laughs> you did a good job, sir. Um, I do think too the the each of the characters are unique in what they do and how they play. Their powers do make the game um, very different. Like uh, you know the fruit brute with his. Uh, choose an even or odd until the next round players may only play cards of that type that's a really fun one to try to figure out what your opponents have and and be like well i've got a lot of even so i'm going to say even and hopefully they don't but then when i tried to use something like that everyone's like oh that works great for me and i was like damn it <laughs> <laughs> um so there's a timing and kind of a um, you know sort of sussing out your opponents and how they're doing things and what you kind of seizing the moment for these uh, powers, which I think was pretty, it's pretty well designed and and uh, satisfying to play with. Even when they don't work out, it's just like, oh, that was my fault. It wasn't the game's fault. It's just that I didn't time it or I didn't read it right. But I was pretty impressed with this. I thought this was going to be kind of just a silly, um, fun, but nothing, not much more depth to it. But it is surprisingly well thought out, at least to me. Maybe yeah. everyone <laughs> that makes sense. I had, I, I think most people have the same attitude. You see it and you go, oh, it's just an IP game. It's going to be, you know, it's an odd IP to use, but, you know, it's going to be one of the, it's, gonna, it's just going to be a standard, oh, play, you, you don't really have much choice in the matter. You just play the card and then you're done, you know, kind of like uh, Uno or something like that. It is definitely not, there are, there are a lot of good choices to be made, you know, when to use those powers. Also, what cards to play? You don't always just want to play your lowest card. Sometimes you're like, you know, if I play that three, then I can't make that run that I want to make later. I'm going to I'm gonna save that. Th I'm going to jump to eight and force people to play those high cards. And then I'm going to do that cool thing where I can play all my threes in one turn because I got two milks standing by or that type of thing. Or you might early on do like a one, two, three combination because, again, it's hard to play low cards uh, because – after like the first round, the second round, most people have played their low cards, so you might get left out of the loop on playing that one. So it's hard to get rid of those. So maybe you play right in the beginning a combination one 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 just to get rid of all of your ones if you happen to have all of those. So you kind of have to take a, a look at what your hand looks like, what future hands looks like, what people have already played to kind of make decisions of, oh, do I want to play that? Should I do a milk token right now? Is it possible they might change the game around by playing one of their powers? Do I have to worry about that? 
Um, it's it's there's a lot of stuff that can either zonk you or just make the game. Uh, I know there have been plenty of games where we've played one one person passes, so they're out for the rest of the round, and then someone uses a player power that makes it so the round lasts way longer than that player <laughs> thought it was going to go. So it's right, just like, right. all right, we got all the way up to eleven. They're like, mm, you know, I'm gonna pass. I don't want to play this card. I have a strategy that I'm going for. And then all of a sudden, the Count Chocolate one comes out where it's like, all right, now we're counting down for the rest of the round. It's just like, but I had so many low cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that exactly. Did just, yeah. Oh, and that one Curses. person is out, and everybody else is playing their way down. You know, and it's like, oh my god. So you can. It. There's a lot of interesting things happening. It's not just a simple. Well, just play the best card. It's hard to know what the best card is sometimes. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I really, really, really felt this was. Um, just the changing of the game state. Changing game states too drastically in games can be really annoying, and it's kind of a default in a lot of kind of crappy games where just like, how do I make this fun? I don't know. Everything's different, and <laughs> <laughs> and then this does that, but but it not in like a lot of games do it well too. This is one that does it well where it does change the game state, but it's not ruining. Like you can still catch up um, from from something like that happening, but also it's. I don't know. There's something about it where it doesn't feel like like you can definitely have moments of frustration. Where you're like, oh no, I've got all the cards left. But it also feels like you have these powers to counteract that. And um, just something to keep in mind. The the more you play this, of course, the more you're aware of what can happen. But I just once again feel like they did it really well in making it feel like nothing that they have here that the game can do is so overwhelming that it sort of dominates your experience and makes it uh, frustrating. There's always there's like surprising amount of recovery in a little game like this <laughs> even when it's doing drastic things like that and it's just it's honestly fun to be the one playing that one being like oh boy i'm just i, I know i'm gonna play this and i'm waiting for them to pass because even when they pass at 11 2 it can still get up to like really high numbers because numbers can be added to each other and so you can be getting into the 20s um yeah. with uh, with milk tokens too so it's just like you know it depends on anyway like you said there's a lot of consideration here in how to play this game yeah. Um, so what's your experience with like player count? We played a four-player game, and that was great. That was really fun. I think that's uh, uh, definitely shined quite a bit there. I would assume that it's probably you know the higher player counts are where it's um, you know three to five is where it shines. Have you played a two-player game in this? I think we tried a two-player one, a, t- a two-player game, oh, like when we got it a while ago. Um, it's just not as good. Uh, yeah, it really, it really, it's three, four, five. They all play quite well at at any of those uh, player counts, but two is just kind of a little bit lacking. Um, so yeah, I can see that. If you're looking at a two player game, try something else. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Nice. Okay. Well, I think uh, this is a pretty solid. What I I I love the fact that they're. I, like where it just I'm trying to think like where did this game even come from like uh, is yeah, there <laughs> it's, it's really out of nowhere <laughs> who, who who was ra- angling for this game to happen who was like oh I've got to have my serial monsters in this in a board game or who was just like when they saw it they're like finally they've done it and I'm buying this game immediately <laughs> but um yeah I don't know whatever for whatever reason I always thought those General Mills serial monsters were really cute i don't eat their cereal but i think it's sort of a funny throwback design style to like those early uh like i don't know 60s era designs that's probably when they originally designed now that i think about it but um so i always love their art so the art 
paced well onto a board game. And they did a really good job with presentation here. I mean, just the idea that they kept it in the breakfast world. They didn't try to do something about, like, the backstory of these monsters. Who cares? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. who cares? <laughs> They're breakfast the, monsters, and that's all they are. <laughs> it's it's the, the only reason the theme is there is for the nostalgia's sake. They're just trying to catch those people going, oh, but I love those cereals. Exactly. They might pick up this game. And honestly... They're going to be happy with this game if they if they try it at all, or if they're I mean, if they're willing to get into a slightly deeper game than Uno, I think they're yeah. going to enjoy this. Basically. Yeah, and it's it's it is it's fun and it's it's very silly and you you not that there's a hard theme here, but it really does go well to it. I mean, it's all around. Um, I mean, it does make sense when you think about it, like most games. <laughs> but the fact that you have your little breakfast bowl where you're playing pouring cereal into it. And you're kind of trying to get more cereal than anyone else per round um, in, into that bowl. I don't know, just kind of fun. I like I like the little touches that sort of bring the theme for whatever it is alive in a way. And this um, this is one of those games that that does that. It has enough of the theme there that it does feel fun to interact with the characters in the in the art. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this game. This is a huge surprise, and and thought this was pretty fun. Okay, let's see. Let's get into it. So uh, let's talk about. Um, taking this game out. What do we should I start with? Taking out out every yes, time. You should you always <laughs> st- kind of head? You're like the, you want to, but then you're like, I don't. I always think want I to start, start with there. who it's you for. You should totally start there. <laughs> I always want to start with who it's for. No, for no, reason. don't do that. Um, <laughs> okay, so taking this game out, and now I'm trying to remember though. The box is like, is it cereal box size or is it a standard it's, game box it's a, size? It's about the size of a cereal box, is what it is. Yeah. And I think they did that. I saw a picture of it side by side with like a Franken or a Count Chocula um, box, and I. Uh, but I wasn't sure if that was. Um, yeah, they kind of made it, it look real. a little bit like a cereal box. Yeah. Um, all right. So in front of you, or I guess in the middle of the table, um, you're going to have. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, in the middle of the table is going to be. Um, let's see. What what is in the middle of the table here? It's just the milk pile of milk cards and the. Um, that's about it. I mean, outside, there's not yeah, really just much the milk in, tokens. That's all. Yeah, that's in the middle. there's not really much in the middle of the table. So in front of you is where the game actually happens. So you're going to have at the start of the game your cer- your cereal bowl in front of you. Next to that, you're going to have your player tokens cards, basically your two abilities that you have through the course of the game. And then you're going to have um, your uh, draw deck and your hand of cards and so that's where the action is everyone's going to have that in front of them and um, the play is going to be happening for you so as you're going to go around the table of course playing your cards into your cereal bowl after the round ends you're going to be taking those cards and putting the scored cards from that round somewhere like alex said tucking it under your bowl is a good way to put it a place to put it um, to keep it out of the way but you can just set it aside so basically you're going to have next to you two stacks of cards of some form, your draw deck and your played cards. And um, then, let's see, I'm trying to think if I'm missing a thing. I think that's it. There's, there's that's a f- pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a first player token. I was trying to remember. I don't think so, right? There is that no first around. player token. You just keep track of that based on uh, who played the last card. Yeah. So, um, cereal bowl size of the actual cardboard thing there is, I would say it's about the diameter of a cereal bowl. So if thinking if you're trying yeah, to figure out like sizes here, it's pretty close. Unless you're to one that. of those crazy people that like gets out a ch- kitchen bowl and pours the whole box in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like some insane person. <laughs> I love soggy things, um, but just looking outside. So you got about that. Cards are plant standard playing card size, um, and the milk tokens are I don't know they're 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 bigger than you might think <laughs> than a lot of game tokens. Oh, this whole game is about 
um, kind of slightly oversized things that are like, ah, it makes it more of a, I don't know, more, more kid-like. Um, but but they're not very big, so I'm, I'm trying to think of a comparison in size. So, I don't know, a quarter or third of a playing card or something like that, yeah, approximately. Yeah, a little bit smaller than a playing card. A little card, bit smaller, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, and uh, so, yeah, so that's that's going to be pretty much it. So this definitely passes the pizza test game and the fact that there's nothing in the middle outside of the milk tokens. And they don't have to be in the middle, of course, just available to everybody to grab. And um, you could definitely play this around a pizza or any central food. You could also play it around a giant shared bowl of cereal, should you choose to, if you're one of those crazy people with the giant kitchen bowls. I would love to go to a restaurant that is family-style cereal. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just something about that just strikes me as disgusting. <laughs> that is, a, I, yeah, it is a little bit disgusting. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So very much passes the pizza test. The vibe of this game is great too. It there's it, you know it's a light game. It plays quick. It's silly. It's it's there's great moments of up and down when your uh, player abilities are played well. Um, and you get a huge sense of satisfaction or you got stymied by one. Um, the way the milk is used, too, um, it can be a, a surprise in a good good way, in a bad way, uh, depending on who it's played with and for. So, you know, as usual, if you are getting to the point where you're done playing cards and you're out of milk, you're kind of out. But if someone has milk, they can suddenly combine cards and jump it. Keep it, keep it going with milk. Milk is just really interesting to have, but you know, to get it, I also like the way that you have to get milk. You know, passing um, to get milk is is a hard decision to make, and so there's, I don't know, the, the way they incorporate milk into this game is really fun. And so there's still these moments of when you use the milk that you st- were so hard to get effectively, it's like ha ha, <laughs> it yeah. worked. It was worth getting the milk. Um, so. The the milk itself is a really fun element to this game that creates another uh, just another satisfactory uh, option for play, and so yeah, really great vibe overall. A lot of table talk, a lot of a lot of uh, oohs and ahs and and shaking fists and celebrating when things go right when your player powers and milk play off correctly. Um, yeah. Then uh, yeah, taking out. So overall, taking out though, have you? What would you say? So even though there's no center tableau, then. I'd say it's pretty darn good. The only the only thing I would say is that because the the milk bowl is a little big, and um, there's a, there's a few things in front of you, I guess that's not an inhibitor. We've definitely played with games that are way more table space. But the only thing I would say compared to other games that have like a, it's a game of cards where just you have a hand of cards and that's it in front of you. There's a little bit more in front of you, but I I by no means would think it's inhibitive or prohibitive to to take out. It's just a little no. bit more stuff in front of you. It, it works out real well. If you if you're eating something, you can easily just put it off to the side of your plate. Unless you're w- working on like the smallest table, uh, this is sure. this is going to work really well. Um, th- like the only things that you ever really need to keep track of are two things: how many cards everyone has left in their hand, which you can just look at people's hands or you can ask them what's what's left in their hands, uh, and also what the highest card that was previous played. Or you might need to also keep track of how many milk tokens people have. If you're if you're trying to play well, you're keeping track of all this stuff. Uh, if you're not trying to play well, then all you're keeping track of is the last number played. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, there's never anything on the table that's either going to get in the way of those facts, and anything that would get in the way, you can kind of compensate for it quite easily. So it it works really well. I've taken this out multiple times. It always works. Yeah, yeah. I could see that being great. It's it, the the benefit is that tuck, like you said, tucking things aside is 
there's no detriment to that in this game. So you can easily get away with that. Um, yeah, there we go. All right, so Monster Crunch. Who it's for and who it's not for. It's definitely for pretty much any gamer who's sort of interested in a quirky take on a game theme. This is this is just fun. I mean, like I said before, the art style is bright and engaging. Um, it, it's well done. It's cartoony, as you might expect. It's got that art style from that certain time period of the monsters, and uh, it plays it plays it to its strengths. It's it's perfect. It looks it's really fun to engage with, and it looks very eye catching on the table. Um, and so I think any gamer who just I don't know if you like sort of a quirky take on on games, you're going to like this. Yeah. It's a if light you're game for an, an interesting mm-hmm. card game. Another type of interesting card game. Uh, and I'm sure there's other card games that do similar things to this. I, this does it what it does really well. It fits really nicely um and it's super easy to learn so it's not going to be that hard to get other people into it yeah absolutely yeah yeah we we uh, just reviewed llama before this and we, i think actually we played llama before this in the same night we played this and so <laughs> it actually was like very funny to play those two card-based games side by side they're by no means the same game or similar in a lot of ways but um just like like you said a different take an interesting take on card play games like this with numerical values and so yeah it very much sets itself apart and makes and is a unique thing um so i think any gamer would really get a kick out of this i it's definitely it is light so it's definitely not a game like we're gonna play this all night it's definitely like a game where you know you play you play it a couple times or once once or twice and then you're ready to do something else but i i feel like this is definitely one where people would when it comes out, people are like, oh, yeah, great. I'll play that. Yeah. That was fun. Usually um, people want to play it at least a second time, either to yeah. get get a better handle on it or they want to play it a second time because they want to play a different character. And so they want yes. to see, all right, I didn't like my player powers. I'd rather play with that one. Or, you know, I you know, I just want to play something different, but I still want to play this game. It's, I can't remember a time where we just played it once. We usually played at least twice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think uh, – I, I could definitely see that because <laughs> it is it's it's a little addictive. I would say for me, I've probably done it twice, <laughs> but but I do really really like the game. Um, who it's not for, I guess, is people who just don't like light games or um, are more. Uh, I don't know. Um, he, either you're, you're you, say? you don't enjoy card games, or you're like a card game purist, where it's like no, the only ones we're playing are rummy bridge right. and, and like hearts those are the only three like if you're that type of person i why are you that type of person man just open up a little bit like you're you're willing to play yeah. those card games what's wrong with just a little fun here and there relax man <laughs> relax man you'll get it you'll, you'll be fine take your time just grab a milk calm down yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so you got to have some extreme beliefs to not really get into this game. Uh, would your mom like it? I could see your mom getting a kick out of this game. So I'm going to say maybe yes. What it's do you maybe think? Maybe yes. Uh, I'm, I, I've played this with my mom. Okay. This is one of them that we played. Okay. She did enjoy it. She played it a All second right. time. I think she may have played it another time again. Uh, whether or not she liked it as much as Llama, I don't, I don't know. But she definitely likes. So I'm putting this as a yes. But I'm not surprised that you said maybe yes. Uh, there, are, you know, it sometimes is difficult to know what the best move is sometimes. But honestly, you, you're never gonna mess up that bad. So I, this is easily a yes. I, if I brought it out, she'd be like, yeah, let's play it again. She would, she would not be as hesitant as maybe Fuji Flush, where she's just like, eh, I think I'd rather play something else, but I can still play it. Uh, no, she is definitely on board with this game. So, yes. 
Nice. Yeah, I could see I could see this being fun to play with your mom too. So, all right, good. Whew, good. I got two for two. I feel like I was on board with our. Uh, I got llama <laughs> and this one. I guessed correctly. Um, okay, let's see. What else am I missing now? Um, got to take it out. Who is it for? Did your mom yeah. like it? I think we hit it. You think hit everything it. other than possibly doing either a slogan, an excuse, or rhyming stuff. Which, I'm going to be <laughs> no. honest, you have been quite lacking on the, the past three episodes. That's true. I've been... Uh, you, you've been... Now, honestly, there was another episode that got deleted again where you did do it, but since that oh, got I deleted again... Oh, I did a great again, one on that one, too. Damn it. That yeah. was a really solid one. Um, okay. I'm gonna, here's what I'm, Instead of doing any of those, I'm just going to try to re- see if I can remember all the names of the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we got your booberry. We got right. your Frankenberry. Two right. two berries. I mean, come on. Like that guys, like couldn't think of another thing for the cereal. Um you got your Count Chocula. Got it. You've got your <laughs> What's the dog one? The wolf one. That's the <laughs> one. <laughs> fruit brute. You got your fruit okay. brute. And then you got your I can't even remember what the last monster is. Oh. It's oh the mummy. Um, uh, I want to say chummy mummy, but that can't be it. Oh, <laughs> yummy mummy, <laughs> yummy. No, but isn't it like fruity yummy mummy or something like Bing, that? Bing, you got it. Fruity yummy Woo! mummy. All right, fruity yummy mummy, chummy, <laughs> <laughs> chummy fruity yummy mummy. <laughs> He's really friendly. All right, that was pretty good. I didn't think I'd get all those. I just think it's ridiculous. They'd have two uh, two berries, blueberry and frankenberry. They like, have they two really... that have fruit in them as well. <laughs> well, that's true. Fruit brute is just my favorite one. It's just like, just I don't know. It rhymes with fruit. <laughs> He's a brute. <laughs> well, I did it. I feel like a small sense of satisfaction for the fact that I could remember all those. And um, uh, yeah, good for me. Good for me, everyone. If you want to sure. send me <laughs> your congratulations or uh, talk, send us any uh, comments you might have, you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways, of course, at Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and fill out our comment section there. Scroll down to our section of that website. And then, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. We love to, any ideas or tips on games we should review or games we could review or thoughts on games we have reviewed. So until next time, everybody, thank you for so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. All right.